Hi, friends. I'm Chandra Sanchez. And I'm Misha Lazera. And you're listening to Bandwives. Week. What are you juggling? What are you juggling this week in your life? So, last night, I resurrected a script, a dead manuscript. Don't know why I did it. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm like, well, I don't know. Do I want to like really go down this rabbit hole? But my son went to bed pretty early, and I don't know. I'm in deep. Well, I'm excited about this. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's like 70 pages in. So okay. it's a fresh start. Yeah. Yeah, it was a start. It's meaty enough and has a pretty good outline. I don't know why I abandoned it, but I think maybe it's, it's been a couple of years. So I feel like fresh eyes are good. This is so exciting. We'll it's a novel. Yeah. It's a novel, yeah. It's like sort of where sci-fi and romance meet, but in like a contemporary setting, I guess. Oh, I'm really, I love, that sounds great. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. What about you? What are you juggling? You've been running all around. Well, I still want to talk about your manuscript. Congrats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my love language. Speaking of love languages, this is mine. Oh my gosh. It's got like, I'm trying to think of what I would pitch it as. It's, I don't know, City of Angels meets... Mm. Um, um, What's the one about the guy who like drops to earth? The man who fell to earth. Like no, with Keanu Reeves? No, it's an old movie. Starman? Maybe that's a bad I example. That, one. that was Jeff Bridges, right? Yeah, right? I think I've seen it one yeah. time, so maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but that's my gut my gut reaction. Okay, it feels right. Yeah. So I love all of this. I'm excited for you. But I have one more thing to tell you. I had a moment yesterday or the day before where I was laying in my bunk I started reading your book had it in my hand and I'm like oh my god this is so good and I just looked around at the bunk and my son sleeping across in his bunk and Claude sleeping and like we'd just gone done with the show in a new city and I was just thinking like wow I'm sitting here on this bus gonna record this podcast with my new friend who has this book that I'm reading it was just yeah it was a moment I just felt very grateful Oh, wow. That's so beautiful. I'm glad. I'm glad you had that moment of clarity. So maybe that was an inspiration to like Ugh. pull these things from the recesses. Yeah. You finished that novel. I've already made a plan for our secret project. Our, our, I don't know if we want to say too much. We have our already oh secret gosh. podcast by Graham Poe, but we have a secret project that do. I, that's going to happen. And I think that um, you finish your novel first, and I think in spring break is when we dedicate our time to our project. That we'll talk more about. In the that future. sounds like the just, ideal time. Yeah. Do, do we get to go somewhere else, or I think we should go somewhere also, and then work on our secret project. Yes. Which is yes. going to be so good. Is that enough secrets for these people? <laughs> so many secrets. So that sounds like a good plan. So you you know get your draft done and. And we can do these things simultaneously. I feel like yes, 
that's how things flow the fastest. Speaking of yep. how is your drafting coming? Good, good. I feel good. I need to um, be better at organizing my time because I've been to, you know, coming and going from the, the TBS tour and I'm leaving tomorrow to go to California, which I'm really looking forward to. And I'm going without the kids. And so I'm all like really going to work nearing the end of this second section and the other sections are really short. And so I think I'll be done in August, at the end of August, and then I'll spend September revising and editing for like the best kind of version that I can send to the publisher. So that's kind of where I think I'm at now. That's close. That's really close. Yeah, it's close. And I mean, I start teaching and I'm just getting my syllabi ready. I, I don't know if I told you I got an additional class added on. And so it's like a senior level writing course. I know for the graduate, the people who are about to be out in the world. And so I feel like extra pressure to really light the fire. To, <laughs> to motivate. Uh, well, there's nothing more like motivating and inspiring than having somebody who's like fresh book out. If you're in mm -hmm. such a cool place where it will be very relatable and inspiring at the same time yeah it'll be fun i'm yeah, i'm like excited to share with the seniors too because with the un un low underclassmen the 200 level courses i do short stories and kind of like the classics that that i want to make sure they've read before they move on but in the senior class we're going to read like novels and stuff so i love that mm-hmm how were how are your travels? Anything? I'll be great. Oh, I went to Mammoth Cave National Park. Are you into caves? Um, I could be into caves. I'm not not into caves. <laughs> Very into caves. <laughs> so it was so fun. I mean, I could have stayed there all day. I I was thinking to myself, I could live here, in this cave, like a troll. I'm like in this in this area or in this literal nope in, this in cave. the cave, <laughs> literal cave. I love. What it. do you think it is about caves for you? Perfect temperature is definitely like it's this cave, Mammoth Cave, is at 56, I want to say, or 58. And that is my perfect temperature. I can see and that. And it's dark and cool. And I feel like that is my like winter Nordic vibe. It's like I always want it to be dark and cool. You know, I saw a really devastating thing this morning um, that said Seattle, the place of our dreams, is their temperature is now higher. Their summer temperature is hot now. Forever. Oh no, all of Seattle listeners, all our, all our best friends in Seattle. I know, I don't, I know. You know, I've been to Seattle many times and the last time I was there, no, 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 the second to last time I was there was um, when I was pregnant with Sylvie but we hadn't told anyone and it was the when there were horrible wildfires all like all up that coast and so Adam couldn't even be outside because his voice, because it was so thick with smoke oh. and it was so hot. That's scary. That that type of ugh, fallout from fires is so terrifying. The physical part of it, the air quality, the like, you're like, God, I can't. I mean, we have been getting like crazy floods in New York, but so far, you know, the fire stuff. But the cave would solve all of these problems. And then one of my writer friends sent me a a news article that they think that the caves on the moon will be as temperate as the caves on earth in the sense that we could potentially have it sleep to have it live in them humans live in moon caves i mean <laughs> there's like an idea should, for they shouldn't tell you that <laughs> they shouldn't tell you that I know. And so I'm like, oh, I knew there was a reason I love caves. Maybe who knows where our lives will take us. Maybe we'll end up in moon caves. It could be so much worse than a moon cave. Yeah. I mean, it's dreamy. 
realities of it are probably not yeah. as strange, but maybe. I mean, we don't know what's in a moon cave. This is like the ocean for me, going backward to the to the alligator golf. <laughs> I needed it. I, which I've been showing everybody, by the yeah. way. After we yeah. had that conversation, like, I won't show it every week. Just a reminder, <laughs> next time we go through Texas. This was swimming below us. Atlas and I were dabbling with the idea of just for fun, he and I making like tour book of things that we liked and didn't like in each city just to kind of keep a tally. Um, that was one thing. I'm like, well, we didn't see one, but in the future. <laughs> we don't want to be anywhere near yeah. those. <laughs> no. Uh, I hope like a listener tells us more because I, you know, I was thinking I know they're in the lakes, but I wonder if they're even in the rivers. I don't know. And I don't think we got that far in our research when I sent you that terrifying image no. of the... We have so, a lot of uh, projects to research right now. Yeah. There's a lot going on. <laughs> we do. That's really a cute idea, though, a tour book. So what were you going to say before that? Tell me. Oh, yeah. oh okay. So th- this is so random. I was, like, struck by something said, and it might have been, like, our first, one of our first episodes, or maybe it was our episode, I, I don't remember when it was, but you were talking about how some level of codependence is natural. Like, you need to be able to rely on someone and for them to rely on you in ways in a marriage that can like kind of feel very dependent. And I found this term when I was reading about self-sabotage because there's deep self-limiting beliefs and like self-sabotaging tendencies that humans have that can like kind of undermine relationships even when they're healthy. And codependency is one of them, but so is like um, keeping too much of an independent distance away, Mm -hmm. you know, to protect yourself, not be vulnerable. But there's a term called pro-dependence. I think that's what you were talking about. So it's like not codependence and it's not, you know, this like the walls keeping you from being vulnerable. It's like a pro-dependence. So it's like a positive, natural and healthy dependence. I love that there's a term for that. Mm-hmm. That's so sweet. Yeah, I, I feel, I do. I do feel that way. It's funny. I was actually researching. It was like traveling husband. Um, there was a search term that was traveling spouse resentment. And that's like the number one search term that comes up when you Google it. Traveling husband specifically, I think. But I'm like, oh, wow, this is like, this is something that is kind of universal for, um, I don't know, related, but kind of not. No, I'm going to look more into that. And it's just good to be aware and be like, oh, maybe this is like a natural impulse, you know, that I can be aware of to help soothe myself or talk, you know, with my partner. I was looking up just search terms and I was like, wow, that's like the top of the list. Yeah, interesting. Well, yeah, especially we've talked about this a lot when you have babies and you're home with your baby and that can be really draining and you're, you know, especially you're like nursing and changing diapers and missing sleep and then your husband's off traveling, you know, your partner. Surely there are, you have to kind of be working through those feelings. Definitely. But not for you because you're going to California. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so girl. excited. I'm so excited. I love Santa Cruz. It was Santa Cruz that really was that's when I was like, I got to go. I got to go then. It's just so cute. Last time we were there, I saw my first Alaskan Malamute. Have you ever seen one of those? I have. I blew beautiful. my mind. Yeah. And so ever since then, I'm like, that's maybe my favorite city. <laughs> There's this giant <laughs> dire wolf walking down the street. You Santa. could probably find one in Charlotte if we looked. Probably. Oh, they'll be very hot for them. That's why we, Adam and I both love huskies, but it's so hot. Our drummer Josh has a husky, Copper. He's amazing. Copper. Is he one of the copper ones? He is. He's so beautiful. He's a, he's a big, big animal guy. But yeah, Santa Cruz, traveling. My mom is actually here today. Oh, yes. So I might get to watch 
all three sets. Yay. It's like, I don't even know what to do with this freedom. I know. Thanks, Mom. Yeah, my mom's watching my kids while I'm gone for a few days, so gotta, gotta have the village. I'm excited to see your pictures and hear your tales. I'm excited um, for you to get to watch a show. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I know. I'm very excited. Uh, when you're in California, maybe you can visit our guest today. You know what? They are playing Southern California after. So I'm going to go out with them, and we're and it's like Northern California, Santa Cruz, and Sacramento. You know, I love that area so much. And then I go home, and my book comes out. Then they play San Diego and Southern California, Irvine and stuff. When do you get home? We get home, I think, August 20th. Yesterday was the halfway point. And I know this because Ernie, our tour manager, had a cake made that said, oh, oh, we are halfway there. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. But then does school start, like, right when you get home? No, we go back at, like, the second week of September. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, That's good. That's late. I'm really dreading getting back into the groove of the school year. I just, like, hate it. I hate it too. I feel so bad, but I get so grumpy that I just have to be somewhere all the time. You have to have something to look forward to. Yeah, there's a lot coming up. There's Riot Fest, which I'll hopefully go to. And then there's the When We Were Younger. Yes. (laughs) I feel like they announced that so long ago and I was so excited. And then I like forgot it was happening until you just said it now. And now I'm excited again. And then you and I have some big holiday expectations. (laughs) We do. We do. We also now have a spring break activity, so. I'm serious about that. Yeah, we're going to figure that out for our big project, for a big secret project. All right. Well, I'm really excited to talk to Krista. So let's, uh, let's like, have her on and, and chat. Welcome, Krista. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> it's so nice to virtually meet you. I know. I know we all were together and crossed paths probably dozens of times. I just know it. Festivals and probably a couple. Of, well, you said that Aaron and Adam have a photo together. You sent it to me. It's really cute. There's actually like a bunch floating around. And um, I know like they all played the same stage on Warped Tour several times. So if you just know, we probably bumped into each other. It's, it's weird, right? But <laughs> totally. That. that used to keep everybody together. That was like the one where you'd we're guaranteed to see everybody at least once a year and now it's kind of yeah you never know I don't think it's gone forever still I swear by that <laughs> that's true but maybe they'll come back and then we'll all get to hang out together for a full summer all right well I'm going to introduce Krista who is here with us today welcome Krista Barrett she is a Philadelphian who met her husband Aaron Barrett of Real Big Fish at his show in Philly 15 years ago they have been married for almost five years and reside in Laguna Beach California Krista enjoys traveling and going on tour. She also likes creating art, cooking, and gardening. She's an animal lover, a dog mom, a plant mom to many, and she loves all things vintage. Also a real housewife of Orange County, but with R-E-E-L. Real. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. Perfect. <laughs> so where are you today? Are you home? Yeah, I'm, I'm home in Laguna Beach. So it's, it's actually um, my first summer here. I lived here eight years. We moved away for two, moved right back because we're like, we miss it. And I've never been here for a summer. So it's like, it's kind of cold. It's very interesting. <laughs> oh, wow. that's cool. 
school. We were just in LA like a couple of weeks ago and it was chilly. I was surprised. Wow. I mean, it was really nice, honestly, because we were doing Texas and Florida and Alabama. So it was such a treat. I'm so jealous of California weather. I, I didn't know this. You still learn things every day. Like, and now I get it. People say, oh, Southern California for the weather. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I moved from Florida. We lived there two years and those summers are brutal. So this is awesome. I am uh, from Florida too. So I feel that it is, it's a whole other thing. Oh, yes. I don't live far from Florida. So I'm like, oh, it's so bad. It's horrible. I don't want to go outside today. Humid, right? It's so bad. Outrageous. Well, I have news. I had a pumpkin beer yesterday, so winter is yeah. coming. <laughs> yes, yes. We're uh, ushering summer wait. right out of here. I know. I told my kids it was almost Christmas, and they're like, Mom, no, it's not. <laughs> I can't wait. The whole year revolves around Christmas, honestly, at our house, too. It's just a countdown forever. I feel like we should have something to break it up. We need a good July holiday. I just seen you know, I'm on a like next door, the app for your neighborhood, and Someone in my neighborhood said, getting rid of two tubs over 200 Christmas decorations. Who wants them? I'm like, Aaron, shouldn't we get these? He goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> so we're all on the same page then. Yeah. <laughs> I um, love that. All right. Well, now that we know that Christmas is coming and practically here and it's time to get the tree up, maybe I will begin with our first question. So Krista, what's something that listeners would be surprised to hear about your life? I think listeners might be surprised to hear that I have traveled to over 30 countries with my husband and Real Big Fish. I pretty much have been on every single tour with them since the summer of 2009. And I mean, whatever endeavor I'm in, I brought my body piercing stuff on tour so many times. I'm a retired body piercer. But for years, like I was the go-to body piercer on a work tour and just did it out of the bus. I just completely adapted to living with them and it's been fun it's been a ride it's been an incredible experience to get to see all these countries and places with my husband and the band of course they're wonderful people so what's your like top two top three countries that y'all have visited uh I really like Japan it was surprising like I I uh, I didn't know what to expect I was excited but I just didn't know what to expect and they were so kind. I, I've never experienced anything like that. We were at uh, Tokyo Disney and I took my camera out to take a picture and they just parted like the sea. All, everybody stopped in front of me like waiting. What is this? <laughs> it was just really cool. So I really enjoyed Japan. I hope to go back there someday. I always loved Australia. It reminds me of Southern California, but it's just so different. And I, for some reason, I've always loved Germany. Munich, Germany is still one of my favorite cities, for sure. What about you girls? Those are honestly three of my favorites as well. We So my husband and I got, we got engaged in Japan. Really? Yeah, in Tokyo. And I am like, oh, I love that. the culture there is so my speed. Just, you know, very childlike. Everybody is, reads comic books and has toys and is so polite and helpful, even if there's a deep language barrier, which is just such a cool treat when you're traveling and feeling so out of place. And then Italy. I love Italy. Italy is beautiful. I mean, I love every city we've ever been to in Italy. The food and the lifestyle of living life to the fullest, I guess. Yeah. Misha, what about you? I went to Hong Kong, but I haven't been to Japan. But I really wanted to take Adam back. And then we, our oldest, who's 13, has gotten so into like anime and Japanese food and Japanese culture. 
And so we haven't brought the kids, but that's like our big, like my, our son is going to be 14 and before he graduates, we want to bring all the kids and stay over there and visit. Okay. Yeah. So you guys are inspiring me. We should but do that. I haven't traveled as much as y'all. I've been on tour in the UK a couple of times and I've been by myself to South America and Asia. But with Adam, because of, I was having so many kids <laughs> all the time the last 13 years, I haven't done a ton of overseas. But now that they're getting older, I want to. And that's an awesome experience for them, too, because you're enjoying it together. Yeah. There's this weird period where they don't really remember anything. And they're like, do I want to like schlep them somewhere and spend the money and that like you know pack up all their stuff and time changes and then you hit that like sweet spot I think around like maybe nine we're almost there with international but my son is eight and it's like ah, we're right on the cusp I can feel it yeah there's still like days where it's just too much and too run down and everyone's falling apart but we're close also I love your children's names way to go seriously both of you (laughs) these are great names Wow. Meaning kids is really hard. It's a it's lot like, of pressure. That's so what I was thinking hard. when she said that. I'm like, oh, yeah, it was stressful. Do you have like <laughs> lists of all your rejected names? Yeah, and I'm still sad about it. Sylvie was definitely going to be Nina. And it just like, and I'm still sad about it. I feel like you both have unique names too, though. So you already had that. So you're open to a unique name, which I love. It creates your whole personality, I think. I think so too. I My husband is a third and he was gunning really hard for a fourth. And I'm like, absolutely not. Claudia's like, oh, really? it's a cool name though. I like that you shut it down though. You're like, how about not? not <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. No, he's going to have his own, his own thing. That's funny. Okay. All right. Well, that was fun. I, now I really want to travel, which is like all I really want to do. So I definitely, Crystal, like understand that vibe hundred percent, like wanting to be on tour, making it your life. I love that. I love that you picked up piercing and you're doing things to sort of fit into those oh. spaces. Yeah, I, I've had, I brought my whole Etsy shop on tour. We're running around to find whatever my husband's such a saint, whatever post office we could find or FedEx. And I completely have brought an Etsy shop on tour for many tours. And that was fun. And and the guys are so nice too, and understanding and helpful. And we all just work together and they appreciate what I do for them. And I, and I love it. It's really neat. Little family. Love that. Yeah. So let us get some background on you. Three things, past, present, and future that you're proud of. Uh, I was thinking about that. And one thing I am, I thought about, I'm so proud of is that I really have taken chances in life. It's so easy to take the safe route. So easy to stick with what you already have and just be safe in life. With my husband, when I met him, it was like all the odds were against us. I lived in Philly. We have a little bit of an age gap and, uh, he was in California and Real Big Fish is a band that they tour nonstop. So the, the small breaks he would have in between touring, I would go see him in California for a few days, but it was just so hard. By the time I got there, it was like two days later, you know, he's leaving again or, and then he would come visit me. I would bring him to my piercing shop. He hated it. He wouldn't watch anything. He's like, it's awful. <laughs> it's very cringy to watch stuff like that. I understand. I don't, I'm like, I don't know how I did that. I don't want to do that ever. But sure. But it was just, we realized that um, maybe I should join him on tour. So I never even flew before. I was 21 years old. And he said, meet me out on tour in Florida. Like, I got you this flight. Gosh, I've never been on a plane. Everyone's saying, this is a bad idea. I still went with my gut, like how I felt for him. And I flew out to Florida and just took a chance. And and it was perfect. And I was so happy to be there. And uh, we became an official couple at that point. So on 
December 6th, which later on became our wedding day. We're like, we're not losing this date. We celebrated it way too many years. <laughs> it was actually his idea. Yeah. Cause we're like, what day should we get married? And I'm like looking at all these interesting dates. Ooh, October 13th on a full moon. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't we just keep our anniversary? Like, oh. Yeah. And, I, and then we're like, well, who's really going to come out to a wedding on December 6th on a Wednesday in California? <laughs> They all did. We had a full house. So it was cool. But yeah, I was, I'm most happy I took a chance with that. And then I uh, took another chance and moved to California young too. And, you know, I, my whole family is from Philadelphia and my friends were all back in the East coast, Philly, New York city. So I was like, Oh my gosh, is this a bad idea? Uh, I'm going to go for it. And I loved it. I don't know. I'm happy I did that too so do you get to see them often like are you able to have those connections oh yeah um we're uh going to visit them in September and uh, early September and like we'll stay there for weeks at a time we so I, that's why another part we lived in Florida because I was like it's so easy just you know 95 you just from Florida up the east coast pick 95 and it was cool living in Florida for a while because of that so we would visit more often but then we're like we've actually visited just the same amount of time when we were living in california because we just i'm like mom i'm camping out for a few weeks and she loves it she's like all right <laughs> i'll set your room up for you <laughs> so i think another thing i'm proud of though is uh i'm really into animal rescue and i uh got really involved with this group called angels for animals in orange county because i've never seen anything like it it was just the shelters in Orange County are overwhelmed with little dogs and big dogs. And it's just like, it's the saddest thing. I've never seen people back in Philly and the East Coast, you want a Yorkie, you want a Pomeranian, you got to pay big bucks for these like breeders and stuff. And they were just all there helpless in the shelter. So um, I started spending more time in that group and uh, it led me to my, my beloved little Walter. So I'm very thankful for all that. He was, uh, a, a dog at the shelter that I was working with and someone, a volunteer put him in the wrong kennel. And every Tuesday they were supposed to euthanize dogs because of overcrowding. So he was a completely healthy, happy little one-year-old poodle mixed dog. And when it came time to euthanize him, they couldn't find him in his kennel and they weren't going to track him down because it wasn't their job to do that. It was like, they collect the dogs, they do that horrible deed. But uh, he wasn't in there thankful to I don't know if it, I don't know if the volunteer did it on purpose or not I really don't but I'm happy she did it so I'm like well let me foster him I'll take him let me have him call up my husband he's like oh no you can't take that dog I said why not because you're you're supposed to go on tour with me so I was back home he was on tour and I was like he's not here I'm gonna foster his dog so I did and uh that didn't work out too well because I ended up keeping him so it worked out perfectly <laughs> <laughs> dead and he's great he's like he's he's like a legend he we uh we bring him on all the real big fish tours now he's been to canada and all some of the guys are having like trouble you know getting into canada's tough and then he waltzes right in and they're like come on in little curly dog you're welcome <laughs> he has no record <laughs> no record no and, and uh He's just great. Like he he loves watching live music, but I got those little doggy headphones to block out sound. So he sits side stage and he just watches live music. He's funny. And he's got an Instagram, the wonderful world of Walter. Follow him. Oh my god, follow him. <laughs> I, I love a dog on tour so much. Yeah. Everybody's mood is lifted 
It's such a game changer. We have one out here actually with uh, Mothica has a really? dog. Yeah. Her name is Earl the girl. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't remember who we were out with last time, but they had this little like old lady pug. She could barely find her way anywhere, but she would find her way to catering. <laughs> Waiting for, for the steaks or the chicken. Oh yeah, the best. So what about the future? Can you anticipate something looking forward? I would say I, I'm just happy to be back in Laguna Beach because like, I'm, I feel so empowered and to be creative and do art. It's, it's such a, it's such an artist community where the, the entire city is picturesque. Like it's, have you ever been to Laguna Beach? It's, it's, I think so. it's, just, it's beautiful. So it, you just walk around town, no matter where you are, there's people with their easels painting no matter where you are it's just set up it's just people don't look twice like it's just what you do so it's it's an inspiring place so like I'm inspired to do more art here what kind of art do you do all kinds of things I like to do I I do I would like to paint soon I still like we're still unpacking I seen I see my my box you said painting stuff so I'm excited to get into that but yeah I uh I just all kinds of art I made my nephew a throne a golden throne oh <laughs> like I love how I have I have I'm an auntie I have a niece and nephew so it's been fun I make my niece all kinds of the girliest like, <laughs> elaborate headbands and I made her this beautiful piece of art for her wall her name's Violet and I made it out of all silk flowers and it's, it's really really pretty so I just love creating anything no boundaries Okay, good. Well, you moved back home and you're looking forward to, to like kind of unpacking and getting settled, but tell us what's going well these days. I think I'm just really happy to experience a summer in California. I lived here for, I, I guess I lived here about 12 years and this is the first time I've ever seen this season. It's, it's interesting, you know, it's, it's so different and people are always like, oh, there's tourists there. They're annoying, but I just, I don't see it like that. Like, they're they're happy to be here it's it's all good energy everyone's it's all happy people so it's been fun why we're there's a delay on packing is because we're running all out and about all day like is our favorite mediterranean restaurant still there let's go the owner used to be our neighbor so he's given our dog chick free chicken. <laughs> uh... so it's like it's very small town although it's a it's a big with like tourists and stuff it's a very small town so it's just been fun where are we gonna go today where are we gonna i just love that also, it's pretty funny. I remember years back when I first came here, I was laughing at these there's like these blonde ladies all dolled up, pushing strollers with these tiny dogs. And I'm like, wow, like California. <laughs> and now I'm one of them. <laughs> you manifested it. Because we, we live up the hill a little bit. It's like walkable to the beach and everything. But walking up that hill is brutal, especially with a little dog. I end up carrying him. Of course, there's a dog stroller store here. So I was like, well, <laughs> I need one of those now. So It's a game changer. It really is. It is. Yeah. It is. And I'm like, I'm going to be so buff because he's like 24 pounds. And then plus underneath the stroller. Now I get it, moms. Like you put all, I'm like, I'm putting my bottles of wine down here from Whole Foods. I'm putting my like, whatever. And I'm pushing them up the hill. And I'm like, ooh, I feel that in my arms. I'm going to get strong here. <laughs> it sounds like the best summer this is what i yeah. wish i was doing right now i know i we're always on on tour in the summers but like moving and everything we're just laying low this summer and adjusting so it's it's very interesting to 
Yeah, be here for a summer. It's interesting. I haven't really considered that, you know, these things are cycles. You know, every April you're traveling or every summer you're traveling. It is interesting to be home for those times. Like, whoa, this is different. That was like all through COVID, I feel like for all of our husbands. They're like, what yeah. am I still doing here? <laughs> <laughs> very, very interesting times. But, you know, I'm I'm such a positive, positive person. So I always try to see like there's a little bright side of things. A lot of uh, couples that I've spoken to, they would be like, this is the first time I spent months with my husband, like since I've even known him. That's, that's, that's great. That's one good thing, right? It's, if it turns out well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it was fun with like a little baby, Sylvie, too, because Adam, you know, normally is flying out. He's being gone for weeks and ends, but he really got to be there for like the whole thing for several years. So that was fun. That's cool. It's always a positive. You don't miss any of the big moments. Okay, well, with that in mind, what advice do you have for other bandwives? Tips, tricks? When I'm home alone, it's it's so easy to like be like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to sit and watch TV all day. And why should I cook? So it's easier to just order something or pick it up. Or, But then I push myself to do the opposite. So like I, uh, I really try to get natural vitamin D, get out into the sun. I'm all about natural health and wellness exercise get outside get some sun and um cook for yourself just take care of yourself i really think that it's important to still take care of yourself and another important thing i think is like band wives and partners really do need to stick together because no one will ever understand you like another band wife or partner and it's the truth like some of my best friends they just don't get it and so something petty where it's like oh just go on our valentine's day we'll get over it anyway you can come out with me i was like let's need a minute to get annoyed (laughs) (laughs) but it's just you know you put each other back into like a sense of reality like hey you know that this is part of the deal like we're you know we're here together you got me i got you we we understand each other and I, i really i think that helps a lot anytime there was any difficulties the best person to reach out to is someone that's going through the same thing or has been going through the same thing and that's why i i just loved your podcast automatically because i'm like it's just you're you're helping people too without even knowing it they they feel like oh okay this is normal this is great this is i so it's inspiring well thank you and thank you for being here and i have been myself like just doing the interviews and like just hearing you say that and being like reminded and through some of the other interviews, like I'm learning a lot and I'm and I'm like feeling seen and validated in ways that I didn't expect. And so I appreciate you saying that and I'm glad we got to meet. Yeah, it's, it's the truth. Absolutely. <laughs> in the early Warped Tour days, we didn't have ways like this to connect. And so it's really cool to realize not only are we not alone, there's a lot of people going through similar situations and feeling like they're juggling and their lives are uprooted all the time. And, you know, it's really cool to connect. And we are, as Misha said, really excited to have you. And maybe we'll get to see each other in real life soon. Yeah, we will. We will. <laughs> we will. <laughs> sure. Coheed, real big yeah. fish, taking back Sunday tour. <laughs> it feels right. I think it would do awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it would be wild. Okay, so here's the light and fluffy question of the podcast. What do you know to be true about yourself, the world, and the universe? I strongly believe in the law of attraction. Sometimes it's difficult, but to stay in the present 
don't let the past define you. Don't let that alter your current life. So stay in a present, focus on now. And and, and it's, it's important to not to try to stay worrying all the time about the future, the future, what's going to happen. Just appreciate right now, like this, this moment. And it's, sometimes it's hard, but I read something once that was really, uh, it was helpful learning that. It's like, whenever you feel your mind wandering, say, what am I thinking? What am I thinking? And then just, it stops you right there. Like, oh, what am I thinking? Stop that. Stop worrying. So I really believe like staying in the present is very important just for your well-being and it, it does help you. And I think being grateful, some, it's easy to, to think of all things you don't have, but just to sit back and go like, wait, I to be grateful is, there's so many, if you think of it with you both now too, like what you have now is probably something you dreamed of one point in your life. So like even everyone has bad days, but then if you think of this moment, like what you have now, what you, your book, Stephanie, your comic, like this, it's cool. Like you, one day long ago, you, you'd be so psyched to see where you're at, what you've achieved. So I remind myself constantly, like, be grateful. Like what, just be so thankful of what you have. And also just to be kind put it out there i believe you could change the world by just being a kind individual because it's contagious i get so when someone does something so nice if someone like buys my coffee then what do you do like well i don't want to buy their coffee who's behind me i got this so it's it really is like being kind it's contagious and it's just that uh it feels good witnessing nice people doing nice things and i watched it come back to me all my life. Like I find wallets. I found some kid's wallet uh, in Laguna here and he would just start at college here at the art college. And I, I'm thankful I found it first because his money was still in there. He got a little coach wallet. I'm like, oh, good for you. <laughs> his ID. So I, um, I first wrote him on Instagram cause I thought I'm going to look him up. And if he's local, I'll hand it to him. It's sad. He's just like an 18 year old and I couldn't, he didn't respond. So I'm like, I'm going to send it back to his house, which was, more inland about two hours away but at least his parents would have it and then he finally wrote me back on instagram that he got it and he goes you know what i am so thankful i just started college i thought this was the worst day because i lost this wallet and you made me believe in humanity again so i would love to take you to coffee (laughs) (laughs) now you're going on a date (laughs) yeah i'm like you know i said i that's really nice of you. Like, let's skip the coffee date. How about you promise me that if you find a wallet, you do the same thing. And he said, all right, I will. Aww. And I mean, things happen like that. I, I had like my, like, like my little exercise belt when I go jogging. It fits my phone and some like my cards or whatever. And I had some cash one day and I was putting my phone back and it was a looked like a thick amount of cash, but it was like $4 rolled up. <laughs> Somebody where in the crowded streets of Laguna ran, chased me down out of breath drop this money so it, it's cool like I, I i believe you put that out there and it always comes back to you it's the law of attraction <laughs> agree 100 percent. yeah you feel it yeah. right <laughs> yeah you're setting like the tone for the world and the way that you you react and behave every day and yeah i we see it at work what you are reflecting will be reflected back at you i like I like that visual too so this is the part of the show where we jump completely off the rails 
and talk about love it. Let's go. <laughs> less, less important things in life, or more important, depending on who you speak to. Um, what are you binge watching or reading or listening to currently? So there's this TV show called Friday Night Dinner. Have you heard of it? No. My husband and I stumbled upon it. It's a British sitcom. It's it's just the funniest show I've ever seen. We found it and we watched the first four seasons like a dozen times. I'm not lying. We, I, it's just every time you watch it, you miss a moment and it's that funny. I don't even know if it was a hit. I never <laughs> asked any of my British friends like, do you know this show? I don't know. But uh, recently we're like, let's go. Let's start watching those four seasons again because it's just funny. I love comedy. And uh, we discovered there was a few more seasons. So we're like, what? what the heck happened? So I guess uh, 2020 with like COVID and stuff decided to bring it back this old sitcom and they made a few more seasons so we've been watching that and it's just so funny yeah so if you just want to laugh something that's silly just need to be in a good mood and laugh 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 i suggest that check it out um, i guess what music wise Aaron and i were back visiting california last year and i was on pacific coast highway and i was like feeling all the feels so you know on instagram if you're making a reel or listening to like you search music to put on a reel so I just said, what kind of songs are out there called Pacific Coast Highway? So one, the first one listed was this band called The Hip Abduction. And I was like, that's an interesting <laughs> name. And it was like the best song. It's like um, reggae sounding mixed with like Vampire Weekend. Oh. Very interesting. All kinds of instruments together. Very unique. Very musically inclined. It sounded so beautiful. So I start listening to more of them. And they're just... They're so good. I can't get enough of them lately. And they're uh, just, they play all these like reggae festivals and stuff. I'm like, my husband probably played with them. And I didn't even know. Like, wow. They're, but they're really cool. So I just, I, I really recommend checking them out too. Hip Abduction. So good. Oh, two good recs. Okay. So speaking of music on the Pacific Coast Highway, what would your theme song be? My theme song, I would say, here comes the sun by the Beatles because I'm such a positive person in every aspect and it could be like pouring rain out. I'm like, no, but look by the way, it's going to be really nice soon. It's, there's good, there's good weather coming. So I feel like that would be my theme. I would sing it for you both, but I don't want you to lose viewers. <laughs> so I'm just going to, I can play instruments. I'm musically inclined, but I wasn't gifted in the vocals. So I'll just let you imagine me walking. Yeah, behind you. <laughs> I think when you said that, I heard little birds chirping in the background. Did anybody oh. else hear tiny birds? I, do you have birds <laughs> at your house? Oh, oh, of course. Like I, anim animals are always like surrounding me. They really are. <laughs> the Snow White of Laguna Beach. Yes, yes. Yeah, where I used to live, I uh, had a whole crow family that just took a liking to me, and um, they start hanging by my house. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to feed them peanuts so they don't rob nests because they're notoriously known for they, they seek fat. So they rob a nest and I don't like that. So I'm like, here, eat peanuts. It's good fat. Stay away from the nest. And then they just start coming around and they would bring me their babies and bring me <laughs> gifts. And um, then it got so weird where like I was downtown walking around and they'd fly in front of me and like land. I'm like, ooh, yeah, I'm that weird crow lady. That's cool. Ooh, I love <laughs> that. Thing. But I'm not going to lie. I carry peanuts in my purse. I'm like, here you go. <laughs> One day I got 50 pounds of peanuts delivered to my house. And I was like, what is this <laughs> giant box of peanuts? 
And my mother, who is also like, she has seven rescue parrots. She feeds, I love it. She feeds like the raccoon that breaks in, into her garbage can, but then she watches it from her ring camera in her bed at two in the morning. She thinks it's the best thing ever. She just watches like all the animals <laughs> destroy the front yard. And she's like, I ordered these peanuts accidentally and I had them Amazon to your address instead of mine. Please, I need you to feed them to something. Just put them in, you know, little Ziploc bags in your purse. I mean, she was like devastated thinking that these peanuts were going to be eaten by a person and not an animal. So I had to have my friends from upstate come and take the peanuts so they could feed their <laughs> creatures. So, yeah. That is so funny. Aww. I love that. I always thought that it was like so weird. And then I start learning that there's actually an animal empath is a is it's a real person Mm -hmm. and um here i am and it makes sense like since it's happened all my life um i had a million stories on tour where it's happened like in germany i found a dog with his head stuck in a trash bag like that was strangled and he was and i'm like we have to help him and i go and i pull the trash bag off and um i'm like well now what I, i speak a little german not much and it was one of those days where your tour bus is parked like a mile from the venue. So I'm like, I know the promoter will help me, but I have to get the dog to, because he had a collar and a phone number, but like, how do I not did dial a German name? How do I tell the owner when I can't <laughs> speak German? So I was like, I'm just going to get, I'll, the dog will follow me. So it did. So it followed me all the way to the venue. Aww. And the promoter reunited it with its owner. <laughs> I'm not that person. <laughs> I love animals, but I'm not... I'm, we don't have any or anything like that. I want a cat, but I feel like one would probably put me over the edge as far as like what I'm, my bandwidth. Yeah. But I'm obsessed with crows. And so I love to hear that you had crow friends. They're so smart and so interesting. So smart. So uh, even funnier, a year after we moved and I was, my husband and I came to visit back Laguna Beach. We're walking downtown Laguna and a crow was like, jumping from branch to branch and flying all around. I, I was like, I think that's one of our crows. And then I'm just walking down a street and it lands before me, like calls out. And I'm like, okay, it is one of my crows. Like right before me, like people are looking like, what the fuck is this lady? Okay. <laughs> like, it's my crow. It's, that's fine. It's my crow. So it's cool. Like they do, they'll never forget mm-hmm. you. That's true. They never forget a face. Yeah. They'll like definitely bring presents and... They mate for life, potentially. You might already all know this in case our listeners don't. And they raise their children and then their children mate for life. But if they get a crow divorce, they move back in with their parents. Are you kidding? That's real. Every time I, I read a factoid about animals who mate for life or with otters holding hands and the, so they don't float apart in the river. I mean, forget it. Yeah. Yeah, I take I take down lessons from it. I'm like, oh. You guys get it. <laughs> yeah. I was reading about animal grief rituals and like um, elephants and primates have like very intense and long periods of grieving. It's just like we, un- we yeah. underestimate their emotional capacity. I think the unseen is something that humans have big trouble comprehending. Yeah. If you can't quantize it, it, it isn't real. Yeah. They're, well, I think they know that orca whales now have like a really That's complicated true. language. And they, a lot of people are like, oh, they have more brain creases than we do, which means they probably have more intelligence than we do. But still so many people, I think partially it's because we want to take over the world (laughs) and have, feel like we can do whatever we want with Mm -hmm. it. And if we had to admit that that we're sharing it, that would ruin some people's plans. It's easier to diminish. Sad. Absolutely sad. Well, unrelated to like picking up random animals. What is another thing that you look forward to when your partner's on the road? 
adopting another dog could be in there. <laughs> I I'm obsessed with watching cooking shows, so I will keep that on all day long. Like it doesn't matter what they're cooking, I don't care. I just want to watch it, and I just I just love it. It's 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 like therapy watching and seeing people cut stuff so nicely and listening to what they're making. It's it's I, I that's my I guess that's it. That's does Aaron <laughs> not like to watch those with you? He he does. Oh, okay. We actually start. We, I'm like I like to watch it before we go to bed. Now I'm like, can you put a cooking show on so I can fall asleep? Cooking shows are so soothing. It is, and, and every person has their different way of cutting a onion or something and plus I do learn helpful hints my brother is a chef so when we're back in the kitchen together in the east coast or something he'll go, I'll go oh we need to make a roux this the sauce is, is isn't thick enough and he goes how do you know I'm so, I'm impressed I'm like, oh, it's all my cooking shows same yep top chef master chef that's where I learn all my skills I think I'm a good wife but I I must say I'm not a I stink at cooking meat I don't eat it so I don't know much what I'm doing I also learned a few helpful hints from there. It's like my uh, go-to. There's all kinds of weird hacks. Been cutting a pepper wrong my entire life. I'm surprised I have all my fingers left based on <laughs> the education I've gotten from cooking. Yeah, and recently I've seen a, a chef put the cilantro in a jar of water in the fridge and they covered it with a bag. And it's like a little bit of the greenhouse effect, so it keeps it even fresher oh. and it keeps it growing. Oh. So I tried it, and I'm like, "Ooh, my cilantro looks good." Plastic, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, just like just like a Ziploc, and then you just uh, zip it attached to the jar, so it's kind of tight, and it's just standing up so tall. It just looks awesome. I hate when it gets like you get it, and then two days later, you're like, it's all wilty, and, and it's supposed to be so good for you to detox metals in your body and all that. So I try to eat it, but. How much cilantro can you eat? <laughs> in like two days before it wilts and turns brown. <laughs> I do love cilantro so, too, though. Yeah, on everything. I have bad news for both of you, and that is I'm that percentage of the human race. It tastes like soap. I can't even like smell it. Oh, do you like cilantro soap? It makes me crazy. And every few months, I'll try it again just to be like, maybe now, maybe now. It's not now. What about guacamole? Love guacamole. And okay. I'll eat around the cilantro, or if I make it at home, I'll make it without. So if I ever make guacamole, I, I do do that on the bus. Like I, I, I'm also like top chef on the bus. I'm trying to make, make all kinds of fun foods and and like cocktails and keep things interesting and to make everybody uh, get together. We also do like legit wine and cheese parties, especially in the UK. Like we, I go all out Aww. and set it all up just to get everyone mingling. But um, guacamole is one of my go-to. So I'll leave the cilantro out. We really do have to tour together. I want a wine and cheese party on tour. Sometimes the guys in the CBS camp will do like a fancy dinner somewhere. And so we got like a really fancy dinner in the UK and we all, and like a bunch of us went. It was a French restaurant. So we had like, Ooh. yeah, like I'd never had um, escargot before. Ooh. I ate it. It was good. Was it? A little bit more rubbery than a scallop, maybe. Okay. It was good. But I want to start hosting events now. <laughs> few tours we've been on we've had like barbecues we would do like on an off day for like all the bands and crew and it's really fun it's fun it's fun to get everybody together covid ruined that for a minute but we're back yeah hopefully but yeah wine and cheese parties are fun if you're ever around i will start the most elaborate one yeah charcuterie (laughs) all the cornichons and olives and i think it's important for everyone just to 
to bond still aside from just like here we are we're on the band and at the end of the night we're separated doing our own thing it's like well we're gonna hang around we're gonna have wine and cheese and we're gonna get fancy tonight <laughs> okay wait oh you mentioned one other thing to me that i was like maybe we could get on the show was when your wedding dress almost burned down on fire <laughs> oh my gosh yeah so it's it's, it's a pretty funny story because it didn't happen but okay I am from Philadelphia, so I got my wedding dress from this boutique in Philly, and it was, like, way bigger than I than I really thought of. It's such a poofy dress, and definitely wasn't, wasn't able to ship it or put it in my suitcase, so a uh, real big fish show was passing right through Philly after this had happened, so I was like, you know what? Destination ends up being California at the end. It's going for a ride, so we put it in this, like, this big giant tub and you know, it was secure under the bay of the bus so all was going well and then there's a real big fish show in zoo Ma montana that's what it's called zoo montana and it was just the best because they shut down the whole zoo and it was a zoo where it was all like rescued animals that were from weird situations where like this lady thought she could have a tiger and it bit her so now we have this tiger so it was a, a smaller zoo but they also have concerts and it was pretty cool so I just spent the day running around looking at all the animals, feeding peacocks from my hand, you know, <laughs> Christmas stuff. And, then, and uh, we're all sitting on a bus because it was so hot this day, waiting for the show. And our, our tour manager, so calm, goes, all right, everybody, we got to evacuate the bus. It's on fire. It's not funny, but it, I'm laughing now. <laughs> he goes, grab whatever, and we have to go now. Telling that to a bunch of guys, some were napping, some were just lounging around, some were drinking cocktails already. So then here comes the, the line of people running off the bus. It's like, well, what did I bring off? I brought a giant bag of makeup in my purse. Who needs clothes? Who needs shoes? I just got this stuff. It's fine. I'm good. Next up was one guy with a bottle of whiskey. Like, well, here we go. And it was just like every person was just so funny what they chose to bring, like on a fire drill. Like, okay. So then I'm like, what do we do? We like cross the a safe spot across the lawn we see like the smoke smoldering it was bad dark smoke and our generator ended up catching fire and my my wedding dress was literally under the bay just like one spot over i was like well this could be a disaster but you know i'm still just positive i'm like well you know here this is it'll work out then all of a sudden there's this band that was on tour it's called tunnel vision awesome band really fun like california surf reggae it's one guy the drummer runs up he's got the like the biggest fire extinguisher i've ever seen i don't know where he got it what how he ended up with it he climbs under the bus and just completely dies out the whole thing like he's done this every day of his life so i said wow like you literally just saved like our bus all of our stuff my wedding dress and he goes yeah no worries i'm like so you knew how to do that nah i never touched one before oh my gosh <laughs> and then we pulled out my wedding dress and it was perfect didn't have any smoke damage thankfully so it was just a oh my crazy God. experience and then like the next day I, I went over and I thanked him again I'm like I just want to thank you so much he was what? <laughs> just so chill <laughs> that's amazing I got married in it it was perfect oh was wow fun. what a story yeah so dress had extra good vibes mm -hmm. on. it was smoking hot <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> it was right? oh well this was super fun and I'm so glad we got to chat. Likewise, it's so nice to finally talk to you both. I've been enjoying this. This is a really great thing you girls got going on. Yeah, we're looking forward to our triple wine and cheese tour. 
<laughs> It'll happen. I don't know if the world can take this much blonde in one space, honestly. <laughs> I know, Hussein. <laughs> we'll be like, everyone, we're having a party tonight again. <laughs> and nothing's on fire. Yet. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you again for having me. This has been really fun. Thank you.